the Will Be Right podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Hannah. And we have some very exciting things happening today. We sure do. We have special guests, and I was thinking about this earlier. I think these are probably the most special guests. Like, and no the offense. Most asked for guests. Yeah, it's true. By popular demand. They are here by popular demand. Welcome to the Will Be Right podcast, Jeremy and Jared. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Who's asking for us? Because they have. My parents. <laughs> My parents have been asking for you. I've got some friends asking. People oh, sliding so into nice. the DMs asking where they are. They're here. Do yeah. you want to introduce yourselves in a, in a clearer manner? So that we can know who is who when they're talking. Are right, you first, Jeremy? I'm Jeremy. That's my husband. <laughs> <laughs> that one's mine. That one's mine. <laughs> and I'm Jared. Married to Hannah. Yep. Not that's always not Sarah's. <laughs> that's always how he introduces himself too. Hi, I'm Jared, married to Hannah. He's at work. People are like, excuse me, what? <laughs> I wonder if people can distinguish Jeremy and I, because people can't distinguish you two. I feel like y'all's right? accents are different though. I think. And just your tone of voice, I feel like it's different too. I guess we'll see as the pod goes on. I say this a lot, but Jeremy has I well, I shouldn't speak for Jeremy while Jeremy's literally right here. <laughs> It's not usually an issue. Well, I'm going to say it anyways. Jeremy's jumped from, like, place to place, so I feel like his accent is like a humble jumble of a lot of different mm. things. But I feel like when he talks to me, he sounds relatively American. Do you feel like you get that, Jeremy, in public? Yeah. I can. I get people saying, oh, I can hear, like, an American accent mm. in your talk. You know, like... <laughs> people say that about Jared, too. When, when we'll introduce ourselves to people, they'll be like, oh, and you're both American. Yeah, I get that, too. Yeah, and Jared's like. I don't think I sound American though. No, I don't, I don't think so. so. I don't think so either. Jared's like, nah, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have a mild Australian accent. I think it just kind of his Australian accent like milded out a little bit being mm. in the states. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to change. For Jeremy too. You got to change your accent a little bit, otherwise people can't under- understand you. Yeah, That's all the true. all the like older Midwestern people were like. What? <laughs> Actually, come to think of it, I feel like my grandparents still will say that Jeremy has a really strong accent, and I'm like, what? <laughs> it's the hearing aids. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> All right, well, how was y'all's week? I'll ask you guys together. Jeremy, yeah, how was your week? Yeah, uh, our weeks are pretty good. Uh, I went to Ikea. I'll tell you what, I am genuinely thrilled. I got home from Ikea, and Jared was home. And I was like, I have a haul of things to show you. And it was all organization stuff. Oh, like, cool. we did our spice cabinet, put all our spices in little little spice jars. Loved it. So we can buy spice in bulk. I love I'm pumped. Love organization that. things to put above our, our laundry. Things to put under the bed. I'm thrilled. Oh, you got like all organizations. Like a bunch of organization oh stuff. Gosh, I also got some like kid stuff for, oh. for our nephew, but That's it was the grand majority of it was organization. But Jared, how do you feel about the organization? Oh, I love that Hannah's organized. Oh. <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> all he has to do is be excited when I show it to him. Yep, and I benefit all the rewards. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That's PMI week was all right. Yeah, Hannah put me to work to change off the tabletops of our office drawers oh yeah they were really ugly and now it's much much better nice and all my drilling all the holes are drilled in the right spots and all fit together so it was a win for me so so yeah good week well done yeah (laughs) nice feel like a real real fix-it husband 
It's oh, good. Yeah. Handyman? Mm. Ooh, a handyman. Yeah. How about you guys? How's your week? Um, we've had good weeks. The sun was out this week, so you know my mood has dramatically changed. <laughs> and so Jeremy had a great week. So Jeremy's had a good week because Sarah's had a good <laughs> <Yeah>. week. <laughs> Indeed. I just, y'all all know, both in this room and the listeners, all know that the rain makes me sad. Yeah. But I was happy this week. Does it rain more here than North Carolina? No, but I think, and I've talked about this before, is like winter here, there's just like, it's so anticlimactic, it's just cold and wet. There's like no holidays, there's no um, like winter activities, you know, so like winter in the States feels a lot like more fun. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think it's because it snows, but I think the rain is probably about the same. But we have rain in the summer, so we have summer thunderstorms. So you still, like, have outdoor activities except for that hour that it rains. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Same in Minnesota. So does it get humid? In the States. If it rains in the summer. Yeah, Yeah, it kind of breaks the humidity. Wait, haven't you had a North Carolina summer? I have. You've had a few, haven't you? It's been a while since I've been back to the States. Yeah. That is true. Our cat has also been loving the sun. She was like laying in the sun and twitching, like she was eating. It was so cute. Like her little mouth was going, but she was just like absolutely dead to the world. She was like super asleep and her little mouth was moving and her little paws were moving and she was just soaking up the sun. Sweet baby. Jared, do you love your foster cat? Yeah, she's very sweet. Oh, very nice. Yeah. I love that. Jeremy, you haven't met her yet, have you? No, I haven't. Oh, she's going to love you. She's going to love you. She's cute. She loves everyone. What color is she? Black Black, and white. Black and white. Very soft. She's so soft. Yeah, yeah. And she's got little white paws. They look like little boots. She's so cute. Anyways, this is now a cat appreciation video. We don't need you guys anymore. (laughs) We don't need you for this episode. All right, well... Jumping right in, I guess. Yeah. Um, we're going to jump right into our culture quirks, which the boys are going to provide for us today. Who's going to go first? All right, I'll go first. <laughs> My culture quirk is roundabouts. Oh, roundabouts. okay. Yes. Hannah knows what I'm going to talk about. Yeah, go for I, it. It's an often, <laughs> often complaint. <laughs> yeah. The culture complaints. He's like, oh, finally, a place to air my grievance publicly. So, I have to, have to say, Americans in general, good drivers. I think probably better drivers than Perth. I would say. You're talking about Minnesota. In Minnesota, yeah. Yeah. My experience is Minnesota only. I would say North Carolina as well. Yeah. We've got good drivers there. Mm. How, however, roundabouts they suck. Because as in, as in they're bad at driving through roundabouts. Yeah, they they, I mean, there's, I only went through like two. There's barely any of them. There's only two in my normal commuting in Minnesota. Okay. And every time I went through, it was like you can't see me, but I'm doing like cross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like here, you know, yeah, people just don't know what to do. I've seen so every if I was to go through a roundabout in Australia, you know, you go through fairly fast right mm. if you I was trust to go th- the other drivers yeah mm. you trust the other drivers to stop you, you give away to people that are in the circle right if you're in the circle you go 
you can go fast through. If I was to drive how I drove drive in Australia in Minnesota, I reckon fifty percent of the time I'd hit someone. Because, <laughs> because because they don't give way to you. They just think, oh, there's a spot, I'm gonna go. I've seen people stop in the circle to give way to people that aren't in the circle. That's too nice. That's that's terrible. So in the mid, like they get to the middle of the roundabout and then they yeah, stop. they're inside the roundabout and stop for people who are meant to give way to you. So they're in the middle of the circle. <laughs> stop. Jerry, his eyes, eyes just got so, so wide. wide. Yeah, <laughs> she's shook. But the I, man was too stunned to speak. <laughs> we don't have very many, and having gone through driver's ed in the states when I mm-hmm. before there was any at all, I don't think they covered it. They didn't talk yeah. about like what to do at a roundabout. Talk about what to do at a four-way stop, who you're meant to give way to, yeah. and how the give way. And that actually goes pretty well. It's like a pretty smooth process. Mm. Obviously, the results, if somebody messes up, are more dangerous than if somebody messes up in a roundabout. Mm. Like, you get a, you, it was a, that collision is much more dangerous. But I, like, I will just say why I agree with you 100%. I will give us the benefit of nobody's learned how to do it. Yeah. So I would agree with that. I I was not. Well, we in North Carolina, at least where I'm from, because of we're in the mountains as well, oh. where I'm from, zero roundabouts. If anything, our roads are the skinniest roads on the planet. It's terrifying. <laughs> it's so scary. And when I was back, I was like really terrified because the roads were so skinny. No roundabouts. There's currently a petition going on in my parents' hometown where they're going to put two <gasps> roundabouts in downtown, but they're people are really upset because there are two grocery stores in that like span of space and so they're like how are the trucks supposed to get through these roundabouts that are going to be way too small Mm. but it's supposed to help congestion it's not going to help congestion because yeah we're not taught how to use roundabouts yeah I think there needs to be like a a quick addition like add-on course to anybody who's driving and there's like all of a sudden they start adding roundabouts in nobody knows how to drive in them so they drive in them poorly. Yeah, for, for all the American listeners, just YouTube how to drive through a roundabout. <laughs> just YouTube it. Yeah, but four, four-way stops aren't a thing here, and it took me a while to, to learn That's how true. to do, get through them yeah. in Minnesota. Yeah, they're, they're really, they're really not, are they? Not that I think about it. Yeah. Just yeah. yields. Well, that's a very that's a very good culture quirk. Your first one, and I think you smashed it. Starting strong. Yeah. Good thing no cars have smashed you though. Mm. Ooh, good transition. Thank you so much. Uh, Jerry. <laughs> uh, my culture quirk would be the amount of times um, the national anthem is sung uh-huh. throughout. Yeah. Just uh, like in general life. Just in general. I, in I the States. Think, in the States, they sing it all the time. Sporting, sporting events. Mm. Did you guys sing it when at the start of class? No, we we um, said the pledge of allegiance. Okay. Pledge of allegiance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember we only. I ever. I only remember singing the national anthem during assembly, which was once a fortnight. Yeah, yeah. You sang the right? national anthem once a fortnight at school. At a school like assembly, it's hmm. like um. But you would sing it. That's when we would sing it, and half the time, as Jared was saying earlier, people don't sing. Yeah, they just don't know the words, hey. Oh, they just can't be bothered. (laughs) I I think that sometimes our school actually did sing it during assembly, now that you say that. But we didn't sing it, we didn't do the national anthem or the Pledge of Allegiance. 
during like in class but I do know uh, there are schools that just every single day do the Pledge of Allegiance yeah we did the Pledge of Allegiance every day and then I'm trying to think I don't think we ever sang the national anthem we definitely did at all sporting events yeah same all, sporting events for literally sure. every single sporting event yeah. that I've ever been to in the states the national anthem was sung yeah. and it's a big thing at this sporting event right yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah they get like a very special often it's like they try to find someone special to sing it yeah but even here the sporting events it's just nah get on with the game bounce <laughs> <laughs> down kick off whatever yeah. just quick do it so that we can Start the pump part. <laughs> Pretty much. But yeah, I so remember, interesting. I would say I learned the first quarter of the American National Anthem just solely from listening to it. Because on the soccer field. On the soccer field. I would just yeah. hear that many times. Mm. Do they play it at every single game that you played? Every single game. Um, That's college, college. College games, college, right? College yeah. games. You also played... Yeah, you also played... Um, in a summer league, didn't you? Like in a summer semi-professional mm. league? And yeah. did they play it there? Yep. Every single game. Every single game in America, I played that. There was a national anthem at the start of every game. Wow. That's crazy. And here? And here, never. <laughs> Not once? No. Wow. Even in my cup final last year, no. Nah. <laughs> That's so that interesting. so funny. Because, I've, I mean, they do it at, like, big huge professional like wait listen I've only been to AFL games they've done it at AFL games but I actually don't know that they did it at the basketball game we went to we, yeah, I, 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 I can't remember we went to a basketball game relatively recently and they definitely did not play it mm-hmm. I've, I have never heard it I've memorized it and so I'm always keen for it to happen so that I can sing along because you know, I feel very excited my, about it I was talking to my sister the other day and we were making a joke about the national anthem and I said oh I've never actually heard the Australian national anthem and she goes Really? Because that's your ringtone on Dad's phone. Is it really? Apparently. <laughs> is it really? I don't know. If Dad, you're listening, let me know if that is actually my ringtone. Or if you've been slandered. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, so good. Oh, that's hilarious. Well, this week we've got, um, obviously, our two specialist guests. Um, and we, not only are they special to us, but they actually are specialists in one mm. thing. I'm sure many things they are good at many things but um, both oh Jared's shaking his head no no just this maybe one thing so um, (laughs) as you all know and if you don't you have not been paying enough attention to our voices or the podcast as a whole Sarah and I are both Americans and um, we're both from the US different parts but we both grew up there yes and we have both married Australian husbands Mm -hmm. yes that yes so that that's kind of a key point of our podcast. And what's really cool about us as a whole is that both of our husbands have lived in the States as well as Australia and vice versa. Like we've both lived in the States and now Australia, which is kind of cool. Very cool. Yeah. So both Jared and Jeremy have some very um, unique insights that we Mm -hmm. don't have um, Mm -hmm. being Australians and they're going to share some of that with us today. So yeah, so we reached out to you guys and we asked for what y'all's assumptions were, both of America and of Australia. And as always, <laughs> you delivered. Um, so we're going to be busting some myths. I think that's the goal of, yeah. of today. Factor cap. Yeah, love it. <laughs> so if it's true, give it a nice little fact. If it's false, straight cap, up cap. Cap that sucker. <laughs> this is a, that's like a Gen Z thing, right? Yeah, Back that is cap. very Gen yeah. Z. Right, Jared's just cap, cap just means false, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, uh, Mythbusters, I feel like, is the millennial. <laughs> that's fair. 
<laughs> Did you guys ever watch that? Did you guys have that in Australia? Oh yeah, I loved it. Yeah, loved same here. We <laughs> loved Mythbusters. All right, so we are gonna read through some of your um, assumptions, your stereotypes, your myths about mm -hmm. Americans and Australians, and we're going to let you know from our expert opinions of being uh, two people and two people who've lived in these countries before, and uh, let you know if they're right or yeah. wrong. All right, Hannah, you wanna start us off strong with an Australian assumption? I'm gonna do that, yeah. And so, boys, you let us know. Yeah, All right. All right. get ready. Um, so the first one I'm really excited about because this is the one that I've been holding on to for ages. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So um, this is an assumption that I think a lot of people have, but I actually also had this before <laughs> meeting Jared and moving here, is that Australians grill everything, including bananas. <laughs> <laughs> first of all, it's not grill. It's barbecue okay. in Australia. <laughs> barbecue. Barbecue. Barbie. <laughs> the Barbie. And do we grill bananas? Do we barbecue bananas? No. 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 What was it supposed to say? Snap? Cap. 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 So, okay, I will, uh, in my defense, because I'm the one who thought the bananas thing was a thing, because I watched something on Disney Channel when I was younger of like how people around the world eat fruit. And it was something about an Australian kid and his dad were grilling bananas, barbecuing bananas, because it helps like caramelize the sugar in there. And so I asked Jared about it, like a couple years into us knowing each other. I think we were already dating at that point. So couldn't, couldn't cut me loose then. Haha, <laughs> already grabbed him. Um, but uh, yeah, apparently it's not a thing and I'm okay. pretty bummed, but maybe you two could be the start of a movement. Do you guys grill other things? Barbecued bananas. Yeah. That's yeah, weird. That's weird. I don't know, don't knock it till you try it, we'll try it out. But as far as the other assumption that people grill everything or barbecue everything. Yeah, we, we like our, we like our barbecues. Yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in summer. Mm. Okay, so that classic saying, shrimp on the barbie, is that a thing? First of all, if they're not shrimp, what are they? <laughs> they're prawns. <laughs> they're prawns. Okay. Um, and I would say... It's not, people do do it, but it's not your go-to mm. thing that you put on the barbecue. So yeah. like, but that is like the classic thing. Did people say that to you in the States? When people all the time. Really? Like, I, I got it all the time. Shrimp on the barbie, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I think it originated from a Tourism Australia ad where oh. Australia Tourism deliberately made themselves Americanized to be uh, more marketable to American oh, tourists. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. They did too good so of a job. So we shot ourselves in the foot. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. That is so funny. All right, let's 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 hear an American, uh, some, some assumptions or stereotypes or myths that Australians have about Americans. All right, first one. Everyone is obnoxious and loud. <gasps> Oh, I knew this one was coming. Of course it's gonna be the first one too. Also, it's like, Hannah, we are the epitome of that assumption. You I think we're so, obnoxious. No, but we are so We're loud. very loud. I mean, it's a good thing we're on audio because when we edit these, we can turn ourselves down so people's ears don't get blown out. No, and I have to do it. When I edit, I have to do it all the time because we are so, <laughs> it's specifically me. So, I would say that Americans do tend to be louder. When I've traveled, yeah. you can hear us 
our voices really resonate. I would fact that one, but I don't. It's not everybody, obviously. I feel like wherever you go, you're gonna find loud people and soft-spoken people. That's true. Anywhere you go, but I do feel like the people that are willing to move country are often the ones that are quite vivacious, quite outgoing. So maybe they're the first people that you interact with. Maybe, yeah. As um, an international person. I do I reckon, that could be, like, even that could just be traveling, I do think Americans are more comfortable being loud. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it, it doesn't stand out because if everyone's being loud, talking really loud at a restaurant, mm. then it's like, okay, well, everyone's just talking really loud. Everyone's just talking at the same volume. Did you guys find that? Did you think that Americans are loud and obnoxious? Tell us, your two American wives. Hmm? <laughs> what do you think? I think you, you come across, traveling around Europe, you come across the loud, obnoxious American tourist, and it is a classic stereotype. But do you... But I don't believe that. I mean... But when you were living there, were you like, this is a people group, are loud and obnoxious? I'd say louder and more obnoxious than the general Australian, but not. <laughs> so Jared said yes, <laughs> but not. <Fact. laughs> I'd say they're more comfortable being loud and obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But more obnoxious? Not really. I would say. Jeremy, I think it depends on the setting. Yeah, I would say that that the first part is loud fact, yeah. obnoxious cap. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess it depends where you are in America. It's right? true. I also feel like y'all found the loudest people in the room and you were like, that's my life. That's the one I'm going to marry. So don't trust these two. They got poor taste. Jared, Jared, your literal example was traveling around Europe. You literally met your now wife. <laughs> yeah. He was like, you would not believe this girl I met on a walking tour once. Oh, she was the worst. Anyways, um, they were, we're like, married now. Americans? really loud and obnoxious, especially in Europe. <laughs> and uh, you know what I did? I married one of them. He was like, that's, so I brought her back to Australia time. to see if it would work, but uh, <laughs> she's still doing it. She's still being loud and obnoxious. <laughs> uh, oh, all right. Man. Well, let's hear, let's hear another um, Australian stereotype. I think we've thoroughly yeah. saddened ourselves. I think we have. All right. I feel like we're just going to, Hannah, you and I are just going to. I think we're going to cop it today. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next one. Australians are quick to ask Americans about their political views, even if they're strangers. Oh, what do you guys think? Fact. Fact. I think, yeah. Yeah. For some reason, very comfortable asking you about politics yeah like, it's like right off the bat <laughs> yeah and asks like really intense questions and i'm like look i have opinions on this but it's we an opinion yeah and also that yeah i would never do that here i don't know how like i don't know how that would come up i wouldn't do it in the states either but like have you seen an australian ask another australian the same question like just strangers straight up absolute no. strangers no no yeah then what it's is just it american politics that's fair. Yeah. Maybe American politics is very public and it's mm -hmm. always in the news. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even here. Yeah. Mm. That makes sense. And I was we're interested in your mm. opinions. It's a yeah. It's a negative trait that comes from a good place. That we're we're like zoo animals. They're like, <laughs> oh, look at you, yeah. you interesting specimen. <laughs> yeah. Tell me more. That's right. <laughs> So well, you'd say fact. I would also fact. Oh yeah, fact, I would fact, fact, fact as well. Yeah, I, mean, I literally yeah. talked about it last week. Fact, 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 fact. <laughs> Fully facted. All right, Jeremy, throw us an assumption about Americans. All right. 
Portion sizes are huge, which <laughs> makes Americans really unhealthy. Interesting. <laughs> okay, I will full on fact. I will start off by saying portion sizes are a lot bigger in the States than they are like anywhere else that I've lived, including Australia. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think because of that, I will, this is a shoot offshoot of this. I, I think like to-go boxes are a huge thing in the States. It's very normal to take home leftovers yeah. from a restaurant. Yeah. It's like not a thing here. Sometimes it's, they make you pay for them. It's a very good thing. When I, well, the first time I experienced it, I was like, this actually just makes so much more sense. Yeah. Maybe the to-go boxes. Lunch for the next day. Exactly. Yeah. Or breakfast. If you're really craving that same thing again. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure so many of these are going to be like, Americans are are like overweight because they won't eat healthy. And I think that it is, you're really disregarding the, um, the influence that like easier access or cheaper access yeah. to healthy foods yeah. will give you a, mm -hmm. like cheap, easy access to healthy foods will make more people access healthy food, healthy foods, yeah. cheap, easy access to unhealthy foods will do the same thing. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's less of a person thing, more like a government society thing yeah. that we're looking at. Mm -hmm. But I will say portion sizes are bigger. I don't think that that's the reason. No. Yeah. I have to say that I think burgers in America tend to be smaller than burgers here. Okay. That's my experience. Wow. And yeah. Jared eats a lot of burgers. Yeah, I love burgers. Okay. I love burgers. So the next assumption that we've got on the list is that Australians have a love-hate relationship with Americans. Interesting. <laughs> Well, I don't feel like you two hate Americans. I would freaking hope not. <laughs> I don't think so. But as a society, do you feel like? No. Okay. Capped. Cap. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next. I think that's you, Jared. Yeah. All right. Next myth about the U.S. Healthcare is really expensive. Is that a myth? Absolutely that's not. That's not a myth. That's a fact. It's straight up fact. Fact. No need to talk about anything else. Back. It sucks. <laughs> the end. All right. My next assumption about Australians is that Australians curse a lot. <gasps> Fact. Fact. <laughs> but you two don't, which I think is very interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe we're not true Australians. Yeah. We'll, may, we'll check our passports. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that's a fact. We use it when we're angry mm. and when we're also happy and want to congratulate people. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah, there's always some people find a way to put it in no matter how they're feeling. Do you know what's really interesting that I that like caught me off guard is that cursing is not unprofessional. Like a, like mm. cursing is used in the workspace very casually in yeah. my experience anyways. Yeah. And not in like a like People are you know, screaming at each other. Not at each other, but just like as, yeah, yeah like what you were saying, like as an exclamation. There are also certain swear words that people use here that people do not use in the States. Correct. They're like deeply off limits yes. in the States, mm -hmm. even as a swear word mm -hmm. that people use relatively uh, casually here. And that has thrown me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which one specifically? Oh, I think that, uh, I think we're going to stay away from the, uh, stay away from that. <laughs> Jeremy's trying to make us have our first explicit episode. <laughs> I do know the, I know the curse word you're talking about. Yeah. And yeah Did you ever hear that in the States? I, I think I heard it once. Yeah. And that was when someone was really angry. Uh, angry. angry. Yeah. 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 It would have been like, that would have been like in the heat of a fight of yeah. some sort. Yeah. Otherwise, it 
it wouldn't have been mm. used, yeah. And I remember you hearing that someone say that mm. in a, to congratulate someone. Oh, yeah. And you were just Here. like, did that just happen? <laughs> you, you, you didn't say anything. You turned around and you looked at me like, did he just say that? And I was like, yep. <laughs> James was like, welcome to Australia, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the next one is Americans are obsessed with freedom. <sighs> Listen, I think it's an it's an overgeneralization, but I I would fact it. My country is <laughs> a sweet land of liberty. <laughs> so the rest of the episode is just gonna be Sarah singing patriotic songs. Um, there are a lot of them. It's true. I yeah, I think Americans tend to really put a high price. Have high value on freedom as a concept, which is yeah. very interesting. Yeah. The word is used a lot, and there's a lot of wood pushing back against things, even mm-hmm. on both sides. I think that, that there's a real, that's a, a an idea mm-hmm. that's used a lot as an argument for or against yeah. things. Yeah, definitely. And it's kind of it's rooted in your country's. Oh, it's like a big right? part yeah. of mm-hmm. kind of. The American identity, yeah. I would say, is this idea of freedom. Definitely. Um, our next assumption about Australia is that the landscape isn't diverse; that it's just desert and beaches. <laughs> <laughs> cap, cap, false. Hello. <laughs> 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 you sure about that? Yeah, there's rainforests, man, in Queensland. Oh yeah, I guess I've never, yeah. I've never been. To been Queensland, but. Yeah. And there's like Jeremy's, Jeremy's like I think that's a, I think that's a fact. Yeah, but down but down no. south, Margaret River forests, you know, uh, big true. trees. Yeah. There's also I mean there's to desert be honest, beaches. I was with you for a little bit there until until Jared started going into the other ecosystems. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah Jeremy's right. This is pretty much no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There are mountains. There's snow over east. Yeah, yeah. that's very true. There is, that's a that's a myth. There is snow in Australia. I can understand, yeah, it's cat, but I, I don't know. So, for me, when I was in the States, when people would say, oh, how would you describe Australia? I'd say, Australia is like a piece of bread. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was my best description. Like, oh. I'd say, it's desert in the middle and everyone lives on the coast. That is so funny. But honestly, people do, like, if you look at a population map yeah it's so coastal mm-hmm. which makes sense because it is quite dry and there's like small communities kind of yeah. in the middle but mm. people do live in the middle but yeah like sparsely yeah yeah if, if oh, you live in the so middle funny, you're a farmer or you're a miner mm-hmm. right that's, mm-hmm. or you're that's part or of an you're, aboriginal community yeah or you're in yeah first nations individually right right yeah huh. but but yeah i would say it's a cap there's a diverse Structure. There's one 1% that's not beaching. <laughs> <laughs> Just like I'm clinging to that one. Love because it. there is, I mean, we talked about the tallest mountain in WA. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that tall. I mean, but there's... <laughs> it really isn't. When we looked at it, remember, it was not that tall. Yeah. But um, but there are some really tall mountains over east. Yeah. People yeah, go yeah. skiing and there's, you know, there's like the rainforest. There's... Yeah. They're pretty... There's diverse ecosystems. I think, though, in comparison to the states, it is like the states is quite diverse. That's true. When you look at like even just if you're looking at national parks, yeah, which are yeah. kind of meant to be kind of snapshots of these really unique places mm-hmm. in the world, mm-hmm. even well, ones in the same state are really unique. Yeah. 
So coming from if this assumption came from an American, which I'm assuming it did, mm. it, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the sense that because we have such a high diversity of landscapes in the States that yeah. they would think that Australia is just nothing. It is a <laughs> lot of beach or desert. Yeah, it's it's less diverse. I mean, compare sure, that's what I'm saying. Alaska yeah. to Arizona to sure. Hawaii. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. pretty pretty crazy. Uh huh. Uh huh. How do you think it's true with these? There are other things happening. Yeah. You just need to go over east and go there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and down south, we've been to our. That's true. It's different. Americans think that if you don't participate in the college lifestyle, you've missed out. Oh, I would fact that. Yeah. A, I think that people think that, but B, I think it's true. (laughs) Oh, interesting. I think that it's such a, it, like, college life or uni life in the States is such a thing. It's such a thing. And the reason I say it's true is because I think a lot of learning and a lot of growing happens, and it's just a very formative time. Of, like, becoming an adult? Yeah. Yeah. To leave your parents' house and go and live at school, which is what I would say if you're going to experience the, the quote-unquote college experience, that's what you do. You move away from yeah. your, your parents' house. Yeah. But it's interesting because that's not the expectation in a lot of places in the world. No. Including Australia. Especially Australia. <laughs> Especially. So, so what's what's the top, like, three things you have to do in college in America? Okay, well, that I can't really say. No, I think I, it's just... I didn't, yeah, I didn't live that stereotypical, like, movie-like experience. I don't know who does. I think it's just the experience Jeremy. of living <laughs> on campus, of, like, you know, going to the dining hall, of parties with your friends, yeah. of doing these things. I think there's this, this idea that this is meant to be one of the best times of your life. Yeah. And it's really, it's really idealized. Mm. Um um, Jeremy, what did you feel like? Because you obviously experienced the classic American college life. Because uh, you you know you went to school, but also like you were a student athlete, and I feel like oh yeah, student athletes definitely experience the stereotypical college life. Like it's what I, what I expected. Yeah. Yeah. So from like expected from like having seen movies and learning things about it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just it, it was really interesting. But the there was obviously it's a lot more than what you see in the movies. But you mean you actually got a class? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd say that it's a it's a, it's a really good time. Mm. Um, I think it was really like I knew that here that doesn't happen. You don't move away from home. Yeah, but. Yeah, it's like to build community, um, and also like like Sarah said, just growing, like time of growing. Yeah, it's uh, I think because you are far away from home, because mm. most people I think how far usually are colleges from home. I I think it depends, but I reckon that even people going to school in state yeah. tend to have a, a emotional and like mental distance, even if they're. Even if they're going to school in state, I think there's kind of this emotional or mental distance, like yeah. or physical too. I mean, like they could be going to school in the exact same city that they that their family lives in, and they just don't go home mm. until semester break. Yeah. yeah. Um. And it, and I think that's part of that kind of expectation of what co- college or uni should look like mm. is this physical separation. Even some unis will make you live on like make you live on campus Ours for the did. first year. Yeah, mm. we had we knew people that are from. The home, like from the town the university was in, that attended that university, 
Mm. and they had to live on campus for the first year. Yeah. I lived on campus for the first two years and then moved off campus. You lived on campus just for one year, didn't you? For the first year. And yeah, because you, you, you don't have a choice. Yeah. You have to yeah. stay on campus. But even, like, just the dorm life. Yeah. It's really cool. Like, it's just so different. Yeah. It's very unique. Like, it will cool. never happen again. Yeah. I would, I would highly recommend, if you get, like, an opportunity Definitely. to go mm-hmm. for a semester, um, yeah. highly recommend. Yeah. It's a game changer. But, yeah, I think I would fact it. Yeah, fact <laughs> Australians have a lot of public holidays and take a lot of vacation time. Mm. Fact. Fact. <laughs> and we love it. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I think I think Australia does have more public holidays than the US. Well, the ones That's... over east. There's like a horse racing day. Yeah. yeah. If you're from Melbourne, Mel- Cup. Melbourne Cup Day, you get a day off just for a big horse race. I guess that's the same in um where is it? Kentucky. Kentucky. You know, a day off from work for it. For the Kentucky Derby? I thought okay. it was. I don't know, yeah. I thought I it was. Like Cut this. This source cannot be verified. <laughs> <laughs> but the standard, standard, you have standard PTO in Australia, standard annual leave is four weeks, which yeah. is great. So this is a legal base limit. Yeah. Yeah. For full-time work, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, which which is, is, and that's just vacation time. Yeah, not sick days. Sick leave is something else. So, like, yeah, Australians do take a lot of holidays because they have four weeks of vacation time from work every year. Yeah. There are these, there are, like, there's a string of about four weeks, though, in WA where you get, like, three public holidays. Yeah, it's so you get good. Like, you get, like, three four-day weeks in a row. Mm, it's the Best. beginning of the year. Transitions you back in. I think it's April. Yeah, Easter and Anzac. Yeah. yeah. Easter Anzac Day and then I think the Queen's birthday maybe yeah. that's September I don't know no WA is. Day oh WA Day there's so many we don't know which one's which I, I think WA I think I looked this up one time because I was so I was so like taken aback by the amount that I think WA out of all Australia has the most public holidays wow. oh love Australia. to see it I thanks we, boys for bringing us here <laughs> yeah thanks for that I think we have 12 where other states have a standard of 10 <laughs> wow <laughs> Fools. Least, I know, we have at least one a month, except for that we have three in April. Yeah. <laughs> Jared, do you remember having a lot of public holidays when you were working in the States? Not nearly, not as many as Australia, mm-hmm. especially that was a large chunk of time where I didn't get any, and it was, it was a long, hard slog, long haul. <laughs> yeah. Many months of yeah. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and in terms of leave, you only got 10 days of... 10 days annual leave and that's inclusive of sick leave yeah 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 we've talked about this before it's just staggering really. yeah yeah so here i mean you it is what still still boggles the mind sarah is i i've got colleagues who are like oh yeah i'm going for like a three-week holiday in europe and it's not to go well some of them are to go visit family and there's been a long time that they couldn't leave the country but like you know sometimes it's just oh yeah i'm going to to travel europe for for three weeks in the states that would be just a crazy amount of time that you have invested in this holiday Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. our honeymoon we took a total of nine days off i took a total of nine days off for the wedding yeah as a whole Mm -hmm. so that i worked the day before our wedding Mm -hmm. wow because I just did not have the leave because we were going to go on a, on a, was nine days total because we took the weekend, the two weekends around it. Mm-hmm. And then a week, we took a week holiday for our, for our honeymoon. We went traveling to six national parks and 
in Utah and the Grand Canyon. Mm -hmm. And we did that in a week and then the two weekends surrounding. Yeah. That's a big break. Mm -hmm. Like it was, I felt kind of bad that I was leaving for so long. People here are like, oh yeah, I'll see you in three weeks. Bye. Yeah. (laughs) Or it's like really, it's like really normalized to take three to four day weekends. Yeah. Like I have a colleague right now who on Thursday, he was just like, oh, I'm going to Melbourne for the weekend. And I was like, huh? (laughs) And he was like, yeah, see ya. I was like, (laughs) bye Sarah. Have fun. That is so funny. But yeah, straight out fact. Fact. Yeah, fact. Fact and loving it. Yeah. Happy to be part of that cultural aspect. The next one is everyone has American flags in their yard. Oh. <laughs> Y'all, my parents have a flag that is massive. Really? Massive. I cannot express how huge. Unless I gave you the dimensions, <laughs> I, which I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, that is one way you can express how <laughs> yeah, Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, with my arms. Not enough. How many podcast. feet? No, that's what I'm saying. I don't know the dimensions of it, but my parents hang it from the roof and it hangs all the way down the front so my parents live on a two-story house mm-hmm. and they hang it from the roof and it almost touches the ground like wow. it like brushes up against the cars that are like underneath it jeremy you've seen this flag it's massive americans definitely go hard with the flag and they we've actually hard. talked about this we've before because yeah. the only time i've seen somebody use an australian flag was on wa day and, and it. it was hanging off someone's truck and i was like which is a very american goodness. thing to do yeah i was i was like just like home <laughs> yeah, I would say fact. There are a lot of American flags. You guys, what do you think from when you lived there? Fact, yeah, fact. Yeah. Not every house. Not but every house, but every street would probably have. Yeah, at least one. Oh, at least one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I will say, my father-in-law has an American flag at his house here. Okay. Just a little one, like a little Fourth uh, oh, of July kind of one. Like, I was like, Trevor's just flying. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, yeah. It's a small flag, but it's you know, he's got one. Love it. All right. Well, the next one that we've got is, um, I love this one, is that every Australian knows how to surf. <laughs> that, is, that is cap, but that is a common common assumption. Yeah. Did everyone think in the US that they thought you were a surfer? Mm-hmm. And do you surf? No, I do not surf. Yeah. Do, yeah, either of you guys surf? I've surfed once. Well? No, I can barely stand up. <laughs> Nice. Have yeah. you surfed before? I had a, no. I had a, oh, sorry. You. No, no, go for it. I had a outdoor ed class, which we did surfing. It was fun. Here? Out here, yeah. But, yeah, I don't surf on my own. Mm-hmm. Could you surf when you did it? Could you stand up? Mm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Nice. nice. Who's next? Jared. Jared. Americans believe hard work will ultimately bring success and they don't have a good work-life balance. So a two-part. R.I.P. Yeah. Right, well, we literally Straight just up talked about... Yeah, fact. We just talked about how we don't have a lot of vacation days. So I think that's... So that's from like a allowed perspective. Yeah. But I think true. that there's definitely a worse work-life balance between here and the States. Just having worked in both countries. Yeah. I think there's more of a push to work overtime or mm-hmm. push to work outside of work hours yeah yeah just i think there's this kind of cultural mentality that you can and should pull yourself up by your bootstraps i don't there's a lot of issues with that yeah um and i do not subscribe to that mentality but i think that leads to a lot of it's kind of unhealthy work-life balance yeah totally and i also feel like there's this connotation that if you take time off you're lazy Mm. which i think is like a really harmful 
absolutely process yeah. yeah i hope it's it's something that i've found that younger bosses are t- trying to kind of push against yes yes um, totally. it, it's like necessary for one's mental and physical yeah. health to not be at work all the time yeah but yeah no i agree fact, fact and again fact and sad fact not right. it is a fact yeah. Yeah. um the next one um australians drink a lot I'm assuming that means alcohol. Yeah, oh uh, yeah. They should drink more water than I've seen them drink because it's hot as all get out here, but alcohol. I think fact, um, you know, people do drink a lot here. Fact. Fact. You just reckon it's part of your culture, hey? Yeah, part of culture. Yeah. It's very, very common Friday Friday after work drinks. Mm. Knock off early. Oh my gosh. I just had that was my culture quirk last week. Not that you yeah. know because you don't listen. <laughs> also it wasn't it has not been released in Jeremy's defense. That's true. That episode has not he been. He would have yet. no idea. You're right. Can you say that again, Hannah? <laughs> in this one very specific instance, I will You'll defend him. Alright. Yeah. Well. Are you trying to say that Sarah is wrong? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Jeremy, you might have to be married to her and like deal with the consequences of that. I have to be yeah. on a public podcast with her, so I'm not trying to start beef. <laughs> this is the the first and last time Jeremy's appearing on the podcast. <laughs> he will never be back. Yeah, by Hannah's request specifically. You yeah. throw me right under the bus, friend. <laughs> um I did just talk about but it is funny that you mentioned it because Hannah was saying that she's not experienced that. But the place that I work has a very different culture totally. around alcohol consumption. Yeah, yeah. Totally, totally, totally. But that Jared and I had just talked about that the other day when we saw that goon bag outside and you were like, oh, it's probably from After Work's drinks. And I thought you were being real. But it is a thing. I'm glad you brought it up, Jeremy. Mm. But it is. I just feel like it's embedded in y'all's culture. All right. Fact then, I guess. Next. <laughs> Next. <laughs> So the next one is Americans are obsessed with sports at all levels, high school, college, and professional. Mm, yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh, the money that goes into high school sports. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I mean, not my high school, oh nor my, my college, but um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, most definitely. It's also like, I think I have this written down for a future culture court, but I'll just talk about it now. It's like, sport is embedded into school experiences as a whole like you like play sports for the school for mm-hmm. the institution as a whole you know throughout your experience so yeah like, you play you play middle school sports you have to try out and everything. as you know yeah i famously played the sport of speech team yes correct <laughs> i was on i actually was on a lot of different sports teams in high school mm-hmm. me too speech <laughs> Theater. (laughs) (laughs) Food and film club. (laughs) I was on my middle school's um, badminton team, although you got in. It was tryouts, and it it was a tryout to see where you fall in the ranking, and not going to lie, it was pretty low. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, Hannah. (laughs) But I made the team, and everyone else did as well. But, um... I, that is the only sport I've ever played in. But as a whole, I would say fact. Very, very hard fact. People are into it. Like, people who went from a university level, people yeah. who went to the University of Minnesota will go back. There's a huge alumni yes. kind of movement to go back to these, like, university sports Specifically games. Specifically like football, football games. Yeah. yeah, hockey. Hockey in the state, in um, Minnesota, and basketball, actually, I think. Um, and football. Yeah, football's 
Football's really big. big. But, yeah, so hockey's really big. That's the one that I always mention, the CUFM hockey games. But, yeah, university-level sports games, huge. Yeah. Jeremy, you've played soccer in both the U.S. and Australia. From, like, the university perspective of, like, people who came out to see games, if you had... Like, was that similar in in the States and Australia, or was there more? Mm, I'd say it's similar, just because I think... The university I played for was wasn't a huge soccer school. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the big I've I've seen the big uh, university the big universities such as University of North Carolina mm. they get huge crowds more than we do here. Yeah. yeah. Um, in the league that I play, but mine. Oh, just because it was huge. a smaller school. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you think about like March Madness, that whole thing is university oh, yeah. level. University level basketball, yeah. but the whole nation participates. It's a huge thing. I don't think that's not really a big thing here at all, is it? There's no equivalent. Yeah. Definitely no equivalent. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. Look, I don't pay attention to either one. But I know they both exist, but definitely yeah. very different. Okay. Americans really pay attention to kind of all levels of the sport. Totally. Okay. Um, all right. The next one is that Australians are very chill. And they have low temperaments, like chill temperaments, I guess. Definitely. Fact. 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 Yeah, just as a whole. It's yeah. a very kind of like, she'll be right. I'd say yes. Australians just have a more chill temperament. We take things easy. We're not in a rush. We just take it as it comes. Mm. Is that a Perth thing or is that an mm. overall Australian thing? Great question. <laughs> I think it, I think Perth is way more chill than like Sydney or mm-hmm. Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah, because there's nothing around to get excited to go to. You can't rush to the other side of the country. You just have to jump on a plane and sit there like everyone else. That's it. Mm. But I've also heard people who've come back from over east and they say everyone there is just moving 100 miles an hour and then they come to Perth and everyone's sort of relaxed. Do you mean kilometers an hour, Jeremy? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Siri. (laughs) (laughs) My wife's influence. (laughs) Damn <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess like those those are really big cities. Yeah. Perth is a very medium to small sized big city. Yeah, yeah. Um, nice. I would agree as well. I think she'll be right as like mm-hmm. obviously the the play on the name of our of our show, but like as a as just a phrase, people use it and are very much like mm-hmm. ah, it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. It's very chill. Yeah. Does it not play into my personal temperament very well, but uh, hopefully it'll rub off. All right, next question or next myth. <laughs> Americans are overly friendly and outgoing. Fact or cap? Straight up fact. Um, yeah, just look at our customer service. Oh my goodness. Every two seconds. You're wrong. You're wrong. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But, oh, look, I mean, we're, we're tip based, so yeah. that's going to play into it for totally. sure. I was going to ask, do you think that. Absolutely. But there's like an expectation of that too. Totally. Whether you're tipping or not, there's kind of an expectation of your customer service being like deeply accommodating. Mm -hmm. Um, Good evening. My name is Jared. I'll be your server today. Mm -hmm. That's such an American thing to say. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, that's so funny. I hadn't. I used to be a server. Good observation. And Australia's like, here's some menus. I would agree though. I feel like Americans if you're out and about, if you're at a if you're at, you know, like at a park, I think people make small talk a lot more. I think it's yeah. quite common. And I think yeah. that there's this kind of common 
backlash from Australians. Like I've heard this from a lot of Australians that like people kept smiling at me on the street and kept yeah. talking to me. <laughs> like what is going on? I'm not even gonna lie to you. I was at Ikea the other day and I small talked with like four people around me. Yeah. And I was like, nah, they're not gonna like this. But like, I just kind of feel this, me, like this pull <laughs> to mm. talk to people. Totally. Um, I think Americans do that a lot. Yeah, I agree. Fact. Yeah, I would just say fact as a whole. Mm. Um, all right. Australians eat Vegemite with every meal. <gasps> Jeremy, do we even have a jar of Vegemite in this house? We don't. Can That's you because we don't like Vegemite. You're an anti-Vegemite house. Oh my goodness. I Jeremy like Vegemite. likes Jeremy likes the thinnest layer of Vegemite, and then he douses it with honey. So can... I don't. I don't douse it. Honey, honey and Vegemite. Anyway, I've never heard of that. Interesting. I'm just like, dude, you can't even taste the Vegemite. That point, there's no Vegemite and cheese. There. Ooh, I'm so into it. So you like? Vegemite. I like Vegemite. I like Vegemite. But you do have to do a very small amount. But it's just quite salty. It's the same way that you have to do a small amount of soy sauce. The first time you tried Vegemite, I liked it. I ate it with cheese. I was careful not to spread it on too thick. You gotta, you gotta be nice to these American taste buds. So in the states, I made cheddar mite scrolls, which is like cheddar cheese and Vegemite, and brought them to things, and people really liked them. It's just that you have to do a small amount. Mm. Yeah. I reckon people do it more like it's Nutella when you should do it more like it's soy sauce. But, sure. but totally cap though we don't have it at every meal mm. so. great I don't like it it's also you have to get the specific gluten free I was wondering if it had gluten in it I haven't had it since being gluten free and do I it's... do you miss it? no <laughs> what was your description of it the first time you had it? I felt like it tasted like the smell of car oil oh. like that smell that you get when you walk into a, a Jibby Lou terrible <laughs> I was like this is awful oh wow do you remember my face when I first mm-hmm. tried it Jeremy mm-hmm. would have been almost it would have been now like almost five years ago but I will I will not be going back <laughs> <laughs> so the next one is you can buy guns at the supermarket the supermarket <laughs> like grocery stores definitely can't buy them at the grocery stores but you can buy them at Walmart yeah I think it's it, it is more accessible in stores than here. Yeah, definitely. In that they are at stores. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think when I when I vetted these, when I looked through them, a lot of people a lot of people mentioned guns and that yeah. you know, that they were everywhere and I think as a whole the answer yeah, yeah the fact. answer the answer is fact. Yeah, yeah. Not the supermarket. You can't just walk. <laughs> like oh, like pick this up at a and like a grapefruit yeah, <laughs> you can't just walk into Publix and buy a gun. <laughs> um, but but yeah, definitely more places to buy guns. Definitely yeah, than yeah. than here, which yeah. is not to say that you can't buy them here actually, uh, but yeah, definitely yeah. more accessible. Accessible, yeah. Fact. Okay, the next one about Australia is that it is hot all the time. It's summer weather all year long, and it never rains. Honestly, I believed that for a long time. Yeah, me too. And now I'm mad. Boys? Well, if you've been listening to the podcast <laughs> and Sarah's strong American opinion on <laughs> the rain here, it's cap. It does get... It's well, a big cap. It's a big cap. And honestly, Perth is probably one of the warmer, at least one of the warmer capital cities. 
Yeah. 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 Second to or third to Darwin and uh, yeah. Brisbane, probably. Mm, but yeah, definitely. It, I mean, it does get cool. There's frost on our roses the other day. Was wow. there? Okay. Shocking. There was frost on my spring onion, but that's because it was in the fridge. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's why you don't like winter so much. You've just been staying in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it certainly rains. You've heard Sarah talk about it pretty much exclusively, I think. It is a big gap because, what was it, last year? The month of... July. The month of July, it rained every single day. Did it really? really? It was the most amount of rain that Perth had seen since 1996. And you bet your bottom dollar jeans. <laughs> Excuse me? Sarah was not happy. Trust me. Which is, it's great for the environment and our water supply and, Very true. and our gardens. It's great for our farmers. It's, and it's, it's great for everything. Except not good Sarah. for Sarah. It's bad for Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> bad for Sarah. <laughs> I know. Do you know what's really funny too is that when I moved here, I left all of my winter clothes in the States, like all of my sweaters being like, all oh, your sweaters. I'll never need these. I think I brought, what, two sweaters mm. when I moved here? Mm-hmm. Cool. And then when I, I know, when I came back, from my trip a few months ago, I brought back like six sweaters. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely gets chilly here. Sarah's like, an unfortunate cap. Cap. All right, moving along. Next <laughs> assumption, and I want to preempt this and because I want it to be fact. I have the same assumption. Everyone in Texas is a cowboy. <laughs> Oh my gosh, no. I have siblings in Texas and Are they cowboys? I'm absolutely not. No. Dang it! Oh <laughs> Jared's never been to Texas. I mean, um, I do have to say my brother my brother wears cowboy boots every day. Is that what it takes to be a cowboy, Jared? I'd say it's a strong strong side of it. <laughs> Does my brother live on a ranch? Absolutely not. He lives in the comfort of his very fancy home. Yeah. I think people forget about places like Austin. Yeah, but there's yeah. a lot of big cities in Texas, right? Mm, yeah. Houston, Austin, Dallas, mm. San Antonio. San, uh, San Antonio is small, but it, yeah, it is a city. Yeah. All uh, right. Yeah, that's an unfortunate cap for Jared's perspective of the U.S. For everyone, nah, sorry, friendo. Disappointing. Yeah, I feel like there there are more cowboys out west in like New Mexico yeah. than there is Texas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. An assumption about Australia is that there are kangaroos and koalas everywhere. Jeremy is shaking his head. So, well, Cap, kangaroos, they are much more um, ubiquitous than koalas. Koalas have to have a special habitat. They have to have the right climate and trees. But kangaroos you can find all over Australia, but they're not everywhere. They're not everywhere. They're not everywhere. They're not everywhere. I haven't seen one today. All right, Jared. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I watched a video about one today. You didn't take one to work today? Like, live it? No. That's another. That's another myth, right? I'm screaming. Did you ride your kangaroo to school? (laughs) (laughs) Did anyone ask you that in the U.S.? Yep. Yes. Wow. Because I mean, it would be awesome. like environmentally friendly mode of transportation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't need a lot of water to exist, kangaroos. So I actually did think that there was going to be koalas. Not obviously not like dropping out of trees willy nilly, but I did think that there was going to be koalas like 
everywhere in Australia. And I kept an eye out for them until I realized that um, they there's none in WA. Mm-hmm. Which they're not, they're not native. Makes me really upset because for a year and a half, I was looking for them until my brother and sister-in-law were like, they don't live here. They're not native. <laughs> and I was like, no kidding. Cool. <laughs> well, there goes like an absolutely waste of just like peering into trees at nighttime, expecting to honestly, this is what I thought was going to happen. I was going to see some eyes and then be like, it's okay. It's a koala. <laughs> nope. Sorry, yeah. Hannah. Saddest thing. Honestly, that's really sad. Probably time to move back, I think. <laughs> the only no reason koalas. Minnesota, here I come. No koalas, no Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's, it's a reasonable expectation because you do see them. So this next one is interesting. Americans are uncultured, unworldly, and not well-traveled. Whoa, Jeremy. <laughs> Ouchie. All right. What does it mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he didn't submit this. I do. I just want to have a complete disclaimer that I, the school that I attended was not um, well-funded. So the books that I had were books that my sister had 10 years before me. Like I literally had the same book that my sister did um, for biology and for history. So in saying that, as far as like uncultured goes or as far as like unworldly goes, I think it depends on the funding that your school is provided. Mm. Mm. And I think it depends on where you grew up, how you grew up and just the status of these things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. there were a lot of things that I just didn't know because the maps that were given to us were not up to date or the history books that were given to us. I remember having a, a history book that did not have 9-11 in it while I was a junior in high school. And that event took place over over 12 years Wow! at that stage. Like I was in, like this would have been like 2013, 2014. Oh goodness. 9-11 happened in, you know, 2001, and in the history book, it didn't have 9-11. So There's I a lot of important context around that yes. and what happened afterwards. Yes. So all I'm saying for that, from my personal understanding, from my very small town that I was raised, yeah. that is a fact. I do think that Americans are very U.S.-centric. Yes. Hmm. That yeah. the U.S. and... Listen, I think a lot of the world pays a lot of attention to American politics, to American culture, um, to, yeah, pop culture, um, movies, TV show. And we've talked about this, I think, in this episode already. Mm -hmm. But um, so I think that the U.S. is very U.S. centric. And because of that, I think that can lend to people getting a little bit. They're a little maybe too U.S. centric. Definitely. Um, that they can kind of forget about the fact that the rest of the world also has a lot of influence. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah. when traveling, it's kind of looked through at looked through a U.S. lens rather than looked through as like this is this is another very active, very old, very established culture. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I do think though that it's true. I think that we have less being from kind of this very dominant culture mm-hmm. on a global scale, I do think that we tend to look at things mm-hmm. through our own lens rather than looking at it through multiple lenses as totally. just kind of a kind of a, a broad generalization. Totally. But yeah. Yeah. I'd probably I'll, I'll, add, it. I'll add my perspective onto that because yeah. I think when I was in America, like just the news in America, America is such a big country, so many things happening that to fill up your 30 minute mm. news program 
America has mm-hmm. enough going on, mm. enough interesting things where... Totally. But in Australia, you know, probably only got 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> then we look at yeah. world news because it's a smaller country, not as many cool, exciting, controversial things happening. So yeah. it's just like by default, I guess, you have to look at more world news. Mm. But America's, you know, very busy. Very With itself. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's, enough. you know, 330 million people. Mm. So yeah. much happening. Here. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. You kind of get sucked in. Mm. Yeah. All right. This is my last one, and I'm obsessed. Um, this one is that Australians say g'day and crikey all the time. <laughs> crikey. Oh. Factor cap. I'd say cap. People don't say crikey that often. I think I've heard it all. once since I've been here. Yeah. I think it depends on how bogan you are, to be honest. Oh, fair. Yeah. And I would say fact to good day. Yeah. yeah. People say good day. Yeah. Good day. But it's not like when they say it, it's not like this, good eye, my. It's like a, oh, you're passing on the sidewalk. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, so I would say yeah, it's over exaggerated. Mm. People, people think that it's over exaggerated, but it's just. Like how you say good morning to anyone. Mm, yeah. Do you say it to customers at work? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I'll say good day. Nice. As I walk past them. Yeah, it's real quick. It's kind of a passing mm. thing rather than yeah. like the start of a larger conversation. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love a fact and cap. Fact and cap. All in one. Love, Love it. All right, I got my last one. Fact or cap. Americans love to talk about themselves. Is that an assumption people have? <laughs> wow. Oh, gee. We can't. We literally have a podcast. That's fair. Ourselves. That's not true. You're right. We talk about hot hitting topics, but about ourselves, our opinions. That's true. I feel like, as a whole, Americans are more open to talking about themselves. They're like are quick to share their own personal life experiences that's fair within the context of whatever's happening i will from an international relations perspective having that was my major in university and the u.s is the most individualistic society Mm. if you look culturally Mm -hmm. we are extremely individualistic so it it would make sense that americans would be more inclined to talk about themselves because Mm -hmm. that's a huge driving factor in what we see as being kind of Mm. Mm-hmm. What what drives people, what, what drives you as an individual is yourself as an individual. Yeah. So that does make sense. But do they love it? Do they love talking about them? I feel like there's a huge overgeneralization. I think Australians also do it. I feel like humans do it. I feel like That's humans fair. talk about themselves. People want to experience or like want to... Share? Yeah, they want to share common experiences. Mm. I feel like... It's... Even in in the East... In Korea, people talk about themselves. It's part of how you share yourself with other people. I think it's an overgeneralization. Cap. 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 Well, I would say culturally, fact. What about, sure. What about when they're not in the U.S.? Especially when they're not in the U.S. I guess, I guess like, it would be the same thing. Like, oh, in Australia, we... X, Y, and Z if you were in a different country. Mm. Yeah, you want to talk about your, your culture and your but experience. I, but people yeah. want to know about it. Yeah, that's right. I think people ask. Like, I think like people are very quick to say, oh, you're from somewhere else. Let me 
let me ask about what your experience yeah, is. Yeah, you're, you're from somewhere else. Let me ask you every single one of the stereotypes, myths, assumptions I have about this country because I'm curious and I want to know if it's real or not. I don't know why my banana thing didn't come up sooner with Jared because that should have been the first thing I asked about. <laughs> and when I was in the U.S. when I first moved there, I did enjoy talking about Australia because because mm. I like I have nothing in common with these people like. Yeah. And they talk about their high school, their college, or whatever. I couldn't relate at all, so it was, it was, I enjoyed talking about mm. Australia to them. So I would say I would say cap, but I I would say from a culture perspective, Americans tend to be quite individualistic, and that sure. could potentially come out with talking about themselves and their accomplishments could be yeah. more culturally appropriate given our our tendency towards individualism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last and, one. And to round us off, this is a good one. I'm ready. <laughs> this is so funny. Everything in Australia can kill you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is probably this is probably the biggest assumption I have. I'm glad that it, it came last, yeah. I had this assumption. I never um, wanted to visit Australia. It was on my list of countries to never visit. The list was two. Yeah. Two right. countries. Australia being one of them because I hate spiders and Australian spiders are well known, well yeah. stereotyped, sure. but yeah, they do for being really deadly. So Jeremy, what in Australia will kill you? <laughs> so you have spiders? Uh, spiders. Classic. <laughs> Classic. Snakes. A lot of snakes. Mm. Uh, you have crocs. Crocodiles. Not alligators. Not alligators. <laughs> All right. Cap on the alligators. Facts <laughs> on the crocodiles. Um, I think probably the one people are scared of a lot uh, is stonefish. Because they say you can just step on it. I have never heard of that, though. So that's like this fish. They lay on the... Flat on the ocean floor. You're never going to go in the ocean again. <laughs> is this something that happens in WA? I think so. Uh oh. I'm going to be one of those people wearing those little shoes, those little plastic shoes. <laughs> and you step, you step on it, and it's got like pointers, and it's venomous. And Will it kill you? I think potentially if you're not treated. <gasps> but if you're treated. If you're treated, sure, she'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. I'm sharks. I would have on that list. Sharks. Yeah. It's a lot of things. I. What do you get? Would you factor cap this? Everything in Australia will kill you. Factor well, cap. Well, cap. Yeah. Cap. Not many people die from. You're more likely probably to die from a car crash or. Yeah. Mm. Fair enough. I do you know my uh, reason? Sorry. I think so. Uh, what is it? The stats is one shark attack like every year. Even less than that. In WA, something like that. Yeah, it's very low. Um, I just looked up though, Hannah, just to just to um, assuage, assuage. What a word! Amazing. Um, just I just want to help you overcome your maybe potential fear that Jared has just um, instilled upon you in going to the ocean. That no one has died from a rockfish since nineteen. 87. So your right. likelihood of living from a rockfish bite is very high. And same with same with snake and mm. spider bites. Yeah. Thanks to the miracles of modern medicine mm. with antivenoms at 
stored at hospitals, you're yeah. unlikely to die from... So we're saying, uh, look, deadly? Maybe not so much. Deeply pain-inflicting? Yes. Hi. But, but have you seen any any um, snakes and sharks and crocs? And yes. I've seen a lot of not crocodiles. spiders. Lots of redbacks. I've, I've seen, seen redbacks before. I've seen... Well, I didn't see the sharks, but we heard the shark thing. That's true. And, uh, yeah, you the hate sirens. snakes. We've definitely... Yeah, we've <laughs> definitely, definitely seen snakes. And Jared's very afraid of them. Hate I am snakes. not. Yeah. But mostly because snakes okay. in Minnesota will do nothing to you, so... I just, have, the fear hasn't been We instilled. have poisonous snakes in North Carolina, and I would like to see them relatively regularly. Um... So I would say, I would say for me, I would say cat. We have, you don't, you won't get, yeah, you, you, you won't get, we have a lot of poisonous things mm. that won't kill you instantly. <laughs> so we don't have things that you get bitten, you're, you're gone. Yeah, fair it's, enough. Because of monoresin. We just but have a lot of poisonous things. It <laughs> is a fact that Australia has the most venomous creature in the world. Yeah. yeah. Eight out of the ten deadliest. Yeah. Yeah. But my whole thing was, I know that you said that it was on the bottom of your list of things to places it was to visit. On my, it was top of my list of places to not visit. Correct. Yeah. I My logic was people are still living there, so it must not be that bad. My idea was if if everything could kill you, that there were just zero <laughs> population. Fair enough. That's so I was like, very logical. I was like, people are still living and there. Honestly, Australia has the longest continuous culture in the world. So frankly, what I'm hearing is that people have overcome the deadly things. Yeah. Wow, that's actually quite reassuring. What a lovely note to end on. I agree. Although they might try, the things have not succeeded. None of them have succeeded. In killing everyone. Correct. Well, We're a people that it. overcome adversity. It's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Well, this has been... Yeah, what a wonderful episode. This has been so fun. You guys, thank you so much for joining today. I hope you've had as much fun as we have. No worries. It's been an honor to be on your show. Definitely. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Would you come back? Let's see what the people think. All right. We'll see. So y'all let us know in the comments. Let us know. Um, you can slide into our DMs at right underscore podcast, both on Instagram and on TikTok. We'd love to hang out with you guys there. Yeah. Um, let us know. Um, leave us a rating and review and tell us if the boys should come back. Don't leave us a review if you think they should not come back. <laughs> we don't want to hurt the feelings. So just let us know maybe in private. Let us know in the DMs. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? This week... You guys, I think that whether you are having the American college experience of your dreams or you are living in that hashtag Australian beach life, I think this week, uh, I think we'll be right. I think we'll be right, boys. What do you think? I think we'll be right. I think we'll be right. <laughs> That's right, four guys. times over. All right. <laughs> bye, everybody. See you next week. Bye, guys. Cue the music. <laughs> <laughs>